Thank you all very much. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. And I went to, um, to the printers uh, where we do our printing of our, of our flyers and tie envelopes and everything else. And as I was in there and I was talking to the lady that helps me out, in the back I hear the owner, and he is upset. I mean, he's saying this and saying that. And finally, I said, Juan, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? You know, and I've been trying to get him saved. You know, and he goes, what's wrong with this generation? I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, my customers. I'm possibly going to be getting in trouble because this guy, that's my supplier, he said he was going to get the paper here on time. He said it was going to be here at this time, and it's not here. What's wrong with people? I mean, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. If I say it's going to be at a certain time, I do it. Why can't everybody be that way? Why don't, you know, all they care about is just, just going to their drinking and going to their partying. What's wrong with these young people? And I was like, okay. I said, well, one, it's interesting you say that. Because the sermon that I had been thinking about and working on uh, is uh, very much in line with that. You know, this generation that we live in, it's sad that one of the hallmarks of this generation is that it's hard to find people that you can count on. I mean, it didn't used to be that way. But today, what Juan was talking about is pervasive. And when we say hard to find people that we can count on, the way the Bible describes it is it's hard to find or faithful people. Faithful people. So let's turn to... Matthew chapter 25, 21, the title of my sermon is, Can You Be Counted On? Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. This generation, hard to find people that you can count on. You know, a person that can't be counted on, the world says, well, they're just unreliable. They're not dependable. And in the church, we, as I said that word, we call them, they're not faithful. Or sometimes we'll call them flakes. But not faithful. According to the dictionary, it says, to be dependable means to be capable of being depended on, suitable or fit to be relied on, worthy of one's trust, good, reliable, responsible, hmm. safe, solid, steady, sure, tried and true, and trustworthy. You know, i got to tell you, my wife and I, we're right now struggling with our washing machine because it can't be counted on. And um, I tell you, one day it's working. One day it's not. I mean, it's just, and thank God we're going to be getting a new one very shortly. But I tell you what, I remember, some of you guys that have been around for a while, do you remember that old Maytag commercial where the, the, the repairman, they're just sitting around and playing solitaire? And because the Maytag machines, you can count on them. They were reliable. They were dependable. And hence, the worker just just sitting around going, boy. I mean, these machines, and sometimes they would just tear them apart, and there was one commercial where the guy was working on the, on the machine, and he's tearing it apart. He's looking in there. He goes, man, look at this motor. Man, look at these pulleys. And then his wife comes in there. Are you working on our machine again? It's fine. Honey, I mean, don't get on my case. I just want to, be, I, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm working on the machine because I can forget because I never work on machines anymore because they're so reliable. Well, unfortunately, that is not the case in today's world. And I think about, you know, many people are reliable, but for the wrong reasons. I'll talk about myself. I remember my dad. Um, he can rely on me to be late. He can rely on me to wake up late. And I'm talking about late. To be lazy to procrastinate. You know, Miko, I want you to go do the backyard. I want you to go do this. He can rely on me to do it, but to not do it well. 
or not to finish it. I definitely wasn't a person that can be counted on. And my dad would make that very well aware to me all the time. You know, Proverbs 25, 19 talks about somebody. It says, confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot out of joint. Oh, my gosh. Confidence in an unfaithful, a man you can't depend on, is like a toothache. God, help us that we are not like a toothache. But, you know, how about you? Can you be counted on? Can you be counted on? I'll give you some examples. To stay faithful to your spouse. How about to stay married to them, even in the hard times? You know how when we commit and when we say our vows, one of the things that we say is, for better or for worse. But we forget that. (laughs) Conveniently, you know. How about, can you be counted on to be an employee at work where your boss and your fellow workers can count on you? How about when you borrow money, can you be counted on to pay it back? Let's make it a little bit spiritual. Can you be counted on to stay saved? To stay come, to continue to come to church. You know, sometimes when we're out in the streets, whatever, and we'll run into somebody who doesn't come to our church, possibly not saved, they'll ask the question, hey, is so-and-so uh, still coming to your church? And I feel great when I say, absolutely he is, absolutely she is, and she still loves Jesus and more than ever, and I feel good about it. But it's bad. It's terrible. So is so-and-so still coming to church? No, they're not. And, yeah, I thought so. And it's almost like it gives God a bad name, church a bad name, but it's not God of the church, it's the person. You know? I think about, here the devil. The devil, God gave him a position, a powerful position, but he couldn't be counted on. Unfortunately, the devil, he wasn't dependable. And he didn't stay at his post, and he rebelled. You know, God forbid that we become like that. It used to be that people could be counted on, and really, for years, if you said you were going to do something, and you didn't need contracts, you just said, you're going to do that? Yes, that's fine. Sometimes they would shake on it. But that was it. There was no such thing as contracts. Your word was your bond. And if you said it, it's done. And it was expected that you would follow through. But last generation, I'm not even talking about this generation, but last generation, that went by the wayside. Last generation, no, 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 put it in writing. Contract. Get a lawyer. Lawyer up. And this generation is the generation that you do have a contract. You did get a lawyer. And the guy still broke the contract. And he's trying to get away with fulfilling his obligations. And he does all sorts of things to skirt and to break that contract. I've been there. It's happened to me. I think about the Bible. It actually prophesies many years ago, almost 2,000 years ago, Timothy, in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, He says, you know how it's going to be in the generation that I come back? It says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men will be lovers of themselves. All they're going to care about is give me, selfish, what they want. They're not going to care about you. They're not going to care about the agreement. They're not going to care about the bond. They're not going to care about the marriage. They're not going to care about the business, the deal. All they're going to care about is themselves. And then it says, and they shall be truths breakers. Wow. If that's not a good prophecy, what's going on in our generation? I don't know what it is. 2 Corinthians 3.3. You know, one of the reasons that people don't want to be counted on is because it takes responsibility. It takes a responsible person. And a lot of people don't want responsibility anymore. They skirt responsibility. Some, even after, listen to this, 
even after some, I mean, all they want is to be able to live and let live. That's why there's an there's a, there's a acronym called DINKS. You guys ever heard of that? DINKS. D-I-N-K-S. Double income, no kids. I'm going to get married, but we're not going to have any kids. We don't want to be... We don't want to be attached to kids. We want to be able to take off anywhere we want, do whatever we want. We don't want any kids. Well, but after they have a kid, you would think that they would change. And some of them, they don't. And nowadays, what's happening in our generation, it's horrible. That scripture, truth breakers, it's horrible. Because here you have even, you know, men have been jerks and left for decades. For years and years and years, women would hold the fort and take care of their kids, take care of the home as well as they could. But in today's generation, it's not just the man that leaves. It's the woman that leaves and leaves the children, grandma, CPS, whatever, because that's the generation that we live in. I just want to care about myself. I'm not happy. And this guy's not making me happy, so I'm going to go off with that guy. And they leave their kids. See, when we get a kid, isn't it no longer about us, right? Shouldn't it be about them, the kids? But that's not how so many act. It also takes accountability to be a person that is counted on. And nobody wants to be held accountable. It's just like when you're a parent and you're, you tell your son or your daughter, Mijo, mija. On Thursday, I'm going to take you to the playground. And then Thursday comes. Hey, Daddy, you said you're going to, um, we'll take you Friday. Or you know what? I just don't have time. And all of a sudden, I'm like, but you said. (laughs) And they hold you accountable because they're expecting you to be a person, a dad of your word. (laughs) You know, how do you know if really you can be counted on? Because... Some people, they go, I can be counted on, and everybody else is around them going, yeah, really? You're kidding. You know, it takes us to be able to reach out and actually be self-aware. And if you're not self-aware enough, why don't you ask people? You know, in business, there's a thing called the 360 review. 360 review. And what that is, is... In business, what they'll do is they'll have you do a yearly review or semi-annual or quarterly or whatever, okay? And so they'll look at your metrics and what you're supposed to be doing uh, at your job, and it's really two things now. One, it's not only that you did the job, but it's how you did the job, okay? And if you're in a team and the job got done, but you weren't carrying the load, you couldn't be counted on. And the rest of the team had to make up for your slack. The rest of the team got it done. And you, hey, we got it done. I want a bonus. And so what companies have done is they said, no, we're going to do a review process where we're going to get the feedback from your employees and from your peers. 360 review. Okay? And it's very effective because I've been a part of many interactions with employees, and they feel like they're Mr. Hotshot. Now, you're telling during the course of the year, you're showing them, okay? But it's not just the business that gets done, but it's also your commitment with others, your interaction with others. And when they hear the feedback, not just from the manager, but from the other people, some of them even, no, no, they're wrong. (laughs) It's good to get feedback from others. You know, When we can't be counted on, not only does it affect you, it also affects the other people that depend on you. I'll give you an example. Um, When this plant was a, when this facility was a Levi Strauss building, 1,000 employees, and we would um, have a, it was a large supply chain. It was an assembly line. And so one person would give work to another person, would give work to another person, and so on and so on. But if that person was absence, then that would affect the rest of the assembly line. And so when somebody's absent, of course, they would hurt their salary. They wouldn't take home as much money that week, and it would affect them, and it would affect their family, obviously. Okay, But it's not just affecting them. 
it's also affecting the rest of the assembly line. Now, my job was to anticipate that. My job was to budget a certain absentee rate, knowing human nature. And then my job was to have some extra operators there. My job is to be able to budget a certain amount of overtime there, maybe have some utility operators that can do that job and that job and that job just in case somebody was absent. But sometimes absenteeism was even higher, much higher than the norm or the expected. And so I didn't have a choice. I had to get production done. Now, for that week, I had a certain budget. But if some people couldn't be counted on, they're not just affecting themselves. Now they're affecting our future. They're affecting the budget for that week. And if we had excessive absenteeism, I had to do whatever it took. Work Friday, work Saturday, whatever. And at the end of the week, I got the production job done, but it cost us more than what the budget was. But because I had to do that, there was no other choice. And that happens not just in business, but unfortunately it happens in life with your family, at church. See, reliable people are the kind of people that are going to get the job done no matter what. Reliable people are the kind of people that aren't going to make excuses. And they may be valid excuses, totally valid, but it's got to get done. You said you were, you were going to get it done. You said you were going to do this. You said you were going to do it at that time. And it's got to get done one way or another. That's what reliable people do. And in the world, there are many people who are not saved and are reliable people. You know them, perhaps. They're your, one of your moms. They're, they're one of your parents, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, maybe a boss. They don't, they're not a Christian. And yet they're reliable people. You can count on them. They work. They support their families. Their families can count on them. They pay their child support. Maybe they've even got a divorce. And they pay their child support. And they make sure they see their kids every week. You know some of them? Not saved, and yet they're reliable. You can count on them. You know, I think about my dad. My dad wasn't saved, but... Regardless, if he came home drunk, and sometimes late at night, or maybe I should say early in the morning, comes home at 5 o'clock in the morning, gets a little nap, takes a shower, and after 7 o'clock in the morning, he's already off to work. And I would see that a lot. My dad, in 40 years of work, he missed, I think it was four, four to six hours of work one day. And that's only because his thumb was hanging because he had cut it, went, got the surgery, and then went back to work. Because if he said he was going to do something, he did it, okay? And he was, that was just ingrained in him. He was a man of his word. He said he can, if he said, Michael, we're going to do this tomorrow, we're going to do this, we're going to take care of this, I can bank on it. I knew he would get it done. But here's the problem. Even though there are unsaved people that are very reliable, that will do exactly what they say, you can count on them. They're not going to be the people that do what God needs to get done. See, God is looking for some people to do his work. And he's not going to be asking even the most reliable people who are not saved or who are backslidden. He's going to be looking for his own people to become those people. People like Job. He's, God is looking for people like Job. When the devil is saying, no, nah, everybody's unreliable. No, nah, everybody's unfaithful. God said, Hey, Job, hey, hey uh, Satan, have you considered my servant, Job? God had so much confidence in him that he knew he can rely on him to fulfill what he needed to do, to stay faithful to God. When you think about Daniel, Daniel, here he was. He didn't acquiesce. He didn't give in to the customs of the day. He stayed faithful to God, and he was so faithful in his prayer that they couldn't find anything wrong with him except for one thing. He said, the only thing that we can find about this Hebrew, this man of God, is that he's not going to stop praying. Oh, God, that, that we would be people like that, where the world says, this man is faithful, and he is going to keep on praying. Can God depend on us? Can pastor 
depend on us, on you? Can your brethren depend on you? Can your band leader, your drama leader, the ushers, whatever ministry you find yourself in, can they depend on you to do what you're supposed to be doing? See, Jesus could be counted on to die for us. Even though he was in a man's body, he struggled. And he said, if this cup can pass, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, my God. Can God count on us as Christians, as a church, to be his hands and his feet? I believe that God sees what's going on in the world and he's saying, that's fine what the world is doing. I just can't have my church doing that. I've got work to be done. I am the Lord of the harvest. The, 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 the fruit is ripe, and I don't want it to fall to the ground because my people can't be counted on. In the book of Acts, God added to his church daily, and it grew. But it grew because there were people who were following up on those people, talking to those people, serving tables. Can you be counted on to help out? If pastor says something, if your ministry leader says something, can you be counted on to be able to befriend that new convert or that old convert? See, how do we become someone now that can be counted on? Well, the first thing is that we have to realize is it's not our nature, guys. It's not, at least it wasn't in mine. I shared with you, I wasn't a person that you can count on. The only thing that helped me and changed me is the one that is dependable, the one that is reliable, the one that you can lean on. I said, oh, God, come into me. God, I need you. And as he came into me, then his nature started becoming my nature. His dependability started becoming my dependability. And that is where it starts. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 11, that as such were some of you, but by the Holy Spirit, you're no longer that way anymore. Yet even though I was a person you couldn't count on, a person that was a procrastinator, a person that was, that was a quitter, a person that would go from relationship to relationship and was not faithful, as such were some of you, but by the Holy Spirit, I said, God, I need a change. I don't want to be this way, God. And then, I got to tell you, even though we have given our life, some of you, you know, here are fantastic. I have so much respect for so many people in here because you are a person of your word. You can be counted on. But even you, sometimes we below it, don't we? Sometimes we fall short. There's nobody here that's perfect on that. Even when we try to do our very best, sometimes we blow it on that. And we have to understand If we want to be able to become like Jesus, we have to understand what Jesus has done for us. And shouldn't that drive us? Shouldn't it drive us to be more like him? If we have an appreciation, oh, God, I know, God, that without you, I'm going down there. I know, God, what you've done in my life. I know what you've done in my family. I know what you've done in my marriage. I know what you've done in my kids. Oh, God, because of that, I'm going to be appreciative. I want to be more Christ-like. Our dependability then starts matching his dependability. Listen, our character, because God's character, what is God's character? If it's not dependability, if it's not somebody that you can count on. So therefore, as we embrace Jesus, our character starts becoming like him. And then the next thing that should compel us is when we see other people that can be counted on. Other people that you see how much it costs them, but no matter what, they still do what they're supposed to be doing. And perhaps some of them have helped you. Some of them, you have been the benefiter of people who have been dependable, reliable, that you can lean on in your hardest of times. Those are the two things that when you see what God has done and how he is dependable and how other people have helped you, then that right there is what helps you to have a gratitude and to, have a, to be compelled to say, God, I want to be this way, God. I don't want to go back to myself anymore because I understand, God, that this issue is a character issue. Listen, if you 
can you be counted on or now? That right there is your character. That's not a side issue. That's really who you are and who I am. If you're a person that's not a man of your word or a woman of your word, then that's you. That's a character issue. It has to be our goal. It has to be our mission. It really has to be our purpose to say, God, I want to be a person I can, that you can count on, God. I want to be a dependable person, a reliable person, God. You can't then just be thinking about yourself. You have to be looking out for the needs that God has and others have. It's not about being selfish anymore. Somebody, when you see a need, you have to be able to say, somebody's got to meet it. And if it's not you, who is it going to be? Ah, oh, let somebody else do it. A person that can be counted on is a person that sees a need and takes on the responsibility. Or if somebody asks them to do something, they say, absolutely, I'll do it. It's an issue also of loyalty. If you're not going to be loyal to your spouse, loyal to your children, loyal to the things of God, then how is that not a character issue? See, it takes through commitment and discipline and taking on this responsibility is how this happens. But I've got to tell you, it doesn't happen overnight, does it? It takes maturity and time. And really, as one starts maturing, self is no longer the focus, but others. As you start maturing in the, in, in the things of God, as you start maturing, let's even take it one step back, even if you're not saved, okay? As you start maturing, then you stop thinking so much about yourself, and you think about your children. You think about your spouse. You think about people at work. You think about your mom, your dad, your brothers. It's not just me, 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 me. But that's one of the steps of maturity. See, you can lean on an oak tree. Have you guys seen some of these oak trees? They're huge. You can lean on one of those, and it's not going anywhere. But don't lean on one, I, best, I better not, on one that's barely brand new, one that's barely been planted, one that's barely hasn't matured yet. Because if I lean on it, God forbid, it's going to break. It takes time, doesn't it? And that's the same way that it takes time with us. You know, when I think about the examples I said about Job, okay? When God, in the book of Job, had Job go through what he went through, he wasn't 15 years old. He wasn't 20 years old. He wasn't even 30 years old. He was, I think he was already over 70. So he was already mature. He had already gone through a lot of testing. He was already strong. He was an oak tree. When you think about Daniel, Daniel was not a teenager when he got thrown in the lion's den. When he got tested that way, I believe he was already 80 years old. Now, he had already been through a lot of trials. But God is never going to put you and, count, and, and ask you to be counted on something that it's still too much for you. God, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, promises he will not give you more than you can handle. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> that oak tree, to be able to start being able to be leaned on, it took a while. The wind started hitting it, and it was light wind. It started growing stronger. The roots started going deeper. Are your roots growing deeper? Are you, are you actually working like that oak tree and doing some helping out? Help being counted on some things. Because if you start doing it on the small things, later on, you're going to be able to help out in the large things. But if you're not doing it right now, even if you're coming to church for five years, ten years, you're not maturing, and you're not going to be able to have God count on you. Your pastor and others count on you. You know, all of this takes commitment. But one of the things that I've learned about this is it, you can't go by feelings. <laughs> you can't go by your circumstances. It's got to be something to where I'm going to stay a person, or I'm going to be a person that can be counted on by God, counted on by my wife, counted on by my son, counted on by pastor, by you all, regardless of how I feel. Now, I'll be real honest with you. Sometimes I don't feel like it. 
but it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway. It's can't, it, it can't be, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this, but if this happens, I'm not doing it. If that happens, I'm not doing it. It's got to be a thing where regardless of what happens, I'm going to be a person that's going to be reliable, that's going to be dependable, that God can count on. And I'm not going to lie. It's going to cost you. It's going to be difficult. And that's why Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, what connotation is that to you? (laughs) It's living. It's not dead. It's hard. It's painful. But God says, that's how you will be pleasing to me. We've got to be able, we've got to be available to help out and to carry the load, okay? And in those small amount of times that you can't help, because there's going to be times we can't, it's okay to say no. In fact, it's a good thing to learn the word no. But if you're always saying no, then how can you be counted on? How can you be a person that God, pastor, the brethren can count on you if you're always saying no? You know, there's a saying in business, okay? And it says, when it comes to this, you under-promise and you over-deliver. In other words, is we all have lives. We all have stresses. We all have things we have to do. And there are times where we all get asked to do things, and you've already got a million things going on. All right, I'll do it. And, boy, that means you only slept three hours at night. We've been there. Okay? And there are times where that's going to happen. But there are times where no matter what you do, even if you get no sleep or whatever, it can't be done. Or you can't do it. Or you've got to be with your spouse or with your kids. It's okay to say no. It's good to say no. Okay? But the problem is, like I said, don't be saying no all the time. And then secondly, learn that when you get, when you get asked to do something, then count the cost. Tell them, you know what, I can't do it Tuesday, but I can do it Thursday. Because if for whatever reason you can't do it that day, then only tell them what you can do. Because if not, you're already setting yourself up for failure, aren't you? So let them know what you can or you can't do. They'll understand. Start with very small responsibilities. For instance, if you say you're going to be there, be there and be on time. (laughs) You know, somebody who's chronically late, isn't that a lack of, lack of respect for everybody else? Why is it that everybody else is going to be there on time and everybody's got to be waiting for you? Get the job done. If you get asked and you said you're going to do something, get it done. And not only that, get it done on time and get it done with a good result. Get it done Right, and, and so people can know consistently you're going to do that. Because if you do that, you're going to start building trustworthiness. Now, what is trustworthiness? Really, trustworthiness is really based on the opinions of others. What is it that people feel about us? Can they feel that they can? I mean, it's hard, guys. None of us have an easy time with this. And we all struggle with this. But trustworthiness is built over time. It's a track record that you do what you say you're going to do on time, doing it right, over and over and over and over and over again. And it's a very delicate thing. We can break those things so easily. And all of a sudden, you've been doing it for years. And because you start messing up and not doing it, well, I'm not sure about that guy. Well, And it happens. And it's delicate. But it takes time to be able to build it up. Luke 16.10, it says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust or who is dishonest with what is least is also unjust or dishonest in much. So here God is saying, you know how you can know if you can count on somebody? When you ask them to do small little things, if they're faithful with that, then you're going to be able to count them to do the bigger things. But if you can't count them to do the little things and they're dishonest about it, then they're going to be dishonest about the big things as well. See, we're more like Christ when we can be counted on, when we can be depended on. But we're also, the inverse is true, isn't it? 
when we're not dependable, when we can't be counted on, we're like the world, aren't we? We're like the devil. We're exactly, you know, just like him. He couldn't be counted on. And on this earth, God, he wants us to be his representatives. You know, as I close, I got to tell you, one of the things that I love about the Marine Corps is their motto. Semper Fi or Semper Fidelis. Okay, Semper Fi. Really, it's Latin. And what it means is always faithful. We will always be dependable. No matter how much it costs us, no matter what we got to do, once a Marine, always a Marine. If you're out there and you're hurting, if you're out there and you need my help, whatever it takes, even if I have to die, I'm going to be there. I mean, shouldn't that be our model? Shouldn't that be the model of a Christian? That we, no matter what, will be faithful to our God and faithful to what he would have us to do? Because the world, I don't care how faithful some people are, aren't going to be doing it. They're not going to be reaching for the lost. They're not going to be helping them out. So God is saying, I'm looking for a man that will stand in the gap. Who is that person that's going to be faithful Will you answer the call tonight to be faithful, to be a person you can count on, or like I did for a long time and make excuses? Because it's so easy to make excuses. God is looking for dependable people that he can depend on and others that can depend on them. See, dependability, it is really one of the keys to success. And it's not just success in one area. It's all areas. Dependability is the key to your personal success, your success with others, your relationships, your financial situation, and your business situation, and especially with the things of God. You know, I promise you, even if you're not the smartest person, the fastest person, the best-looking person, if you're a person that can be counted on, you're going to be successful. If you're a person that can be counted on, God is going to bless you, regardless of what advantages or disadvantages you have, regardless of what deficiencies you think you may have or you do have. If you're a person that can be counted on, that is something that God is going to bless. And I'm not talking about just in this life, but more importantly, in the life to come. Revelation 22:12. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To get everyone according to his work. Listen to that. Behold, I come quickly. And my reward, God's got a reward for people that are going to be able, that God can say, I can count on this brother. I can count. And I've counted on this sister. The people of God have been able to count on them. And it says, my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. You know, and I think about the text that we started. Let's go back to that one. It says, his Lord said to him, well done. Good and faithful, (laughs) dependable, reliable servant. You are faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, guys, we don't know what heaven's going to be like. We know some things, but we don't know a lot of things. But this scripture, it tells me that in eternity, God is going to say, those of you that have been a person that God can count on, that the people of God can count on, because you've been faithful with little, God is going to make you a ruler, a ruler in eternity over many things. Isn't that an incredible promise? Are you a person that can be counted on? And if you're not, What are you willing to do about it? Are you willing to say, God, I haven't been that person. One, I'm not saved, God. And I now recognize the reason why my mom is always complaining about me or people at work or whatever is because I'm not dependable. I can't be counted on. But I need this Jesus to come inside of me to make me the person that I can't be without him. Or I'm backsliding, God, and I recognize why my life is so right now Short in so many areas because I'm not dependable, not dependable to you, God, 
and not dependable to those who depend on me. Or maybe you're a Christian here. And I think this I mean, it speaks to me. All of us here, I believe, come short to a certain degree. And we can all say, oh, God, I want to be more like you. I want to have your character. I want to have, Lord, your essence in me. And if I claim that you live in me, shouldn't I be dependable like you? I'd like to have every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. Can you be counted on? If you're here tonight and you know that you haven't been able to be counted on, you know that your parents or your people at your work or school, they look at you and they don't take you seriously because you are selfish and you don't want to be this way anymore and you want Jesus to come inside of you. You want his character to be your character. You want to be a person that's dependable. You want to be a person that your husband or your wife or your children or your mom or your dad or your brothers or sisters can depend on you. You're tired of being this way anymore. You're tired of being this way. You don't want to be unreliable, undependable. Oh, God, you say, save me, change me, God. If that's you right now, God loves you. And God says, I'm here. I want to help you. Be what you can't be without me. Jesus is going to help you. Jesus is going to change you. If that's you right now, raise your hand to God and say, God, that's me, God. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to be the person, God, I can't be without you, Lord God. Help me to be that person that people can count on, that you can count on, God. I'm tired of being this way. That's me, God. Forgive me. Raise your hand to God. Not to me. But to God, that's you. You're feeling God's presence right now. You know you're right now a person that can't be counted on. And you want to change. I see that hand. Thank you very much. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? Be honest with God. I see that hand. Anybody else? God wants to help you. Don't. I see that hand. Anybody else? God wants you to be different from the world. He wants you to be his child. He wants you to be like him. Anybody else? Raise your hand to Jesus. Anybody else? I see that hand. For those of you who have raised your hands, well, let me just hold it. One, I just feel there's more people here. If you're not saved or if you're backslidden and you've had a history of now not being a person that can be counted on by your parents or counted on by your husband, by your wife, by your children, by your employer, and you're tired of this, and you want to change right now, and you understand that this is something that has to be you. This is your, this is a character flaw. And you want to change your character. Join these many hands that have gone up that God is going to touch. If that's you, raise your hand to God. Last chance. Raise your hand to God. Anybody else? I know this. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. God's going to help you. Anybody else? I know there's more. Come on, guys. This is our nature. I see that hand. Anybody else? This is our culture. This is our society. Anybody else? Raise your hand to Jesus. It's going to be miracle time. I see that hand. Anybody else? For those of you who have raised your hands, God is going to help you. I want you to come forward right now, and we're going to pray. Come forward right now. Don't be embarrassed. Come on. Come forward, guys. Over here in the back. Come forward. Please, come forward. Come on, sister. Come on. Come forward. This is a problem in our culture. And God says, I don't want it to be a problem in my church. Because my church is not going to be like the world. Go ahead and have a seat, brother. They're going to pray for you. My church is not going to be like the world. My church is going to be full of people that are going to have my temperament, God says. That are going to be dependable, reliable, that people can lean on. If that's you right now, Christian... If you haven't been that person, or if you have, but you know you can do a lot more, and you want to be of God's temperament, of God's dependability, then I want you to stand to your feet right now, and I want you to come talk to him and make some commitments saying, Oh, God, I want to be a person that you can count on. I want to be a person that 
your people can count on, God, that my spouse can count on me, that my children can count on me, that I can be counted on everywhere, God. I want to be known as a dependable person, a reliable person, Lord. Let that be in me, my God. Change me, God. I don't want to be like the world, God. I want to be the way you want me to be. In the powerful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. that we would be honest with ourselves, God, honest with you, Lord. Oh, God, move, Lord. Change us, my God. Thank you, my God, that you are dependable, Lord, no matter what, God. Thank you, God, that even though it cost you everything, God, you said, not my will, but your will be done. You are, my God, our example, Lord. At any cost and all costs, Lord, you died for us, Lord. And you are worthy of us, Lord, to be faithful. Worthy of us, Lord God, to be like Christ, Lord. Rolo Rabba Babasha. Roro Shaba Rabba Babasha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Rolo Rabba Babasha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Rolo Rabba Babasha. I praise you. I thank you, Lord. Rolo Ra. Shobo Rolo Sha. Praise you, my God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, my God. Rolo Sha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Rolo Shaba Rabba Babasha. Jesus name the Rolo Rabba Babasha. Rolo Shaba Rabba Babasha. Rolo Rabba Babasha. Rolo Shaba Rolo Shaba Rabba Babasha. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasha. Rolo Shaba Rolo Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Hallelujah. I have a, I have a question for you, okay? Um, you know, like I said earlier, I am not saying that us Christians are the only ones that are reliable or can be counted on. We know a lot of people that are out there in the world that are not saved, right? And that are people of their word, people that can be counted on, people that are reliable, people that put sometimes us to shame. But God can't ask them to do his work, right? They're not going to be the ones that are going to be witnessing, that are going to be God's hands and God's feet to the world or to the new converts or to the people who are the old converts that maybe are struggling, God is looking for people that he can count on, that he can use. And there are too few people that God can count on. This is a decision that we have to make. It's nothing that somebody can push. Pastor can't do it. None of, no, it, this is our will. And you have to be able to say, God, I choose to now, God, be a person that can be counted on. A person, God, that's going to be poured out for your service, God. God, I allow you, my God, to use me however you see fit at whatever cost. I see that the days are short. 
I see that the time is short. And so therefore, God, help me to use my time wisely. Help me, God, to make it to where I can be counted and depended on. Does that make sense? If it makes sense, then let's pray right now. Lift our voice and say, God, use me. I want to be counted by you. I can be counted on by my pastor, by my brethren. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you, my God. Yes, amen, Lord. We want to be, my God, the people that you can count on, my God. Be, Lord God, used by you, my God. Help, Lord God, the new converts, the God. God, the struggling converts, Lord God. God, those who are not saved, Lord God, to witness, to do your will, my God. Help us, my God. Change us, my God, to be more like you, my God. God, we want to be dependable, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Rolo Rabba Babasa. Rolo Rabba Babasa. Rolo Rabba Babasa. Rolo Rabba. Shobo Rolo Rabba Babasa. Thank you, my God. Yes, amen. Let's worship God. Thank you for your word, my God. Yes, amen. Thank God. Thank God. Let's decide to be people that God can count on. Amen? Let's go ahead and close in prayer, and I'm going to have our brother Joe Rodriguez uh, close us.